Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Are you members of the press? Press. Press. Pull. Your Mile High Report press conference update begins now. Woohoo! Broncos country, we gotta win. Over the Patriots in Foxborough, no less. Big props to the defense for keeping the W, especially Justin Simmons, Bradley Chubb, Shelby Harris. Malik Reed, Kareem Jackson, Bryce Callahan, Michael Ojemudia. Huge day all around for the defense. Way to go. And an awesome day for Philip Lindsay and Tim Patrick. Drew Locke had a couple of very untimely, unfortunate interceptions, but prior to that, was having a pre- pretty decent day coming back, having just come off injury. So, kudos all around to the Broncos. Looking forward to heading into Chiefs week with a little win momentum. First up, we'll hear from Vic Fangio today on Monday after having a chance to break down the film, and then we'll roll into Vic Fangio's comments post-game, plus several of the players. So yesterday you, you beat Belichick, and now you got Andy Reid coming up. What is it that you uh, expect to see out of Andy um, every time you face him? And then on a personal note, were you happy for him that he finally won a championship after all these years in the league? Yeah, I was uh, happy for Andy. Um, he's been in the league a long time. He's had good success both with the Eagles and the Chiefs. It's nice to see the, um, a guy like that who deserved one to get one. Would have liked to have seen uh, Marty Schottenheimer get one while he was coaching. Would have liked to have seen Chuck Knox get one while he was coaching. Jim Moore get one while he was coaching. So it was good to see a guy like that get over the top and get one. What was the other part of the question? Just what do you expect when, whenever you uh, match wits with Andy? 
Well, right now, I mean, he's got such a Star Wars offense over there, a lot of weapons, a lot of speed, and a great, great quarterback who's operating this offense at a very, very high level. He's very hard to sack. He's very, he doesn't throw interceptions or very rarely does. Um, you know, the guy's at the top of his game. Next one, Nick Kuzmeyer. Yeah, Vic, I'm just wondering what you're, you kind of thought of Malik Reed, the two sacks in, in the fourth quarter, particularly uh, on that final New England drive, just what you saw from him on Sunday. Yeah, he put together uh, two good rushes there. Um, they were rushes where we uh, had an extra guy or two in the rush which helped eliminate the quarterback's ability to step up and wiggle through a space there. And uh, he took full advantage, and there were two great plays by Malik. Where does it stand at running back coach with Melvin Gordon and Lindsey? Do you expect Melvin at practice when you guys return? I, I think he will be, yes. And what would the, how would it break down? Do you have an idea? Because if, if Melvin's healthy, or do you use them both, 1A, 1B? Or what, is, what would that look like? Yeah, we'd go back to the uh, plan that we had for the opener. We'd use them both and, and um, you know, manipulate the situations. And also there'd be a chance for both of them to be out there at the same time. Coach, this uh, game against the Chiefs is kind of shaping up much like it did last year at this time where you were 0-4 last year, had two wins. Chiefs come in week seven. There was a lot of excitement for the game. Uh, this year you started 0-3, two wins, and, and now here come the Chiefs. You know, it turned out that you weren't quite ready for prime time last year. Do you think this club is, you know, benefit from that experience? And do you think it's more ready for the challenge against the Chiefs? We'll find out. We certainly hope so. Um, a lot of different players here from that game or last year that are here now, um, either through attrition or through injuries. And uh, we'll see where we're at, you know. It's going to be a great, great challenge. They're they're the defending champs. They came within a offsides penalty of winning, probably winning the Super Bowl the year before, also. So, you know, we know who they are. They're a great, great team, and um, they score a lot of points. Their defense has gotten a lot better from early on last season, and um, it'll be a major, major challenge. Nick. What makes Shelby Harris so effective at batting down passes at the line? And what is, where does he compare in that skill compared to some other players you've coached? Uh, he's really good at it. You know, he's probably um, probably the best I've been around and uh, in that regard. And I think the thing with Shelby, too, is he's playing a lot better, too, this year. You know, his overall game is better. And when your overall game is better, you're going to get more opportunities to bat some balls. Um, yesterday's batted ball that uh, we got the interception on with um, Deshaun, you know, that was a great rush. A lot of times batted balls are guys that are stuck on the line, but he had a great rush going, really affected that play. And I think he's come back to camp in the best shape that he's been in in a long, long time. His weight is down and it's really been reflected in his play. Albert O, what do you think of his performance, and did he do enough, you think, to stay active for you guys? Well, I, I was pleased with uh, some of Albert's play yesterday. Made some two nice catches, ran with it good after, especially on the one. Um, I think it was a good, good first outing for him. 
you know, something that he can build upon. There's some other plays that he would like to have over. I'd like to see him come up with one or two of those balls that were thrown his way. But uh, we're, we're highly encouraged by him. I think it was a good start. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to keep him active. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out here. Now, what did you think of Drew Locke's play after you looked at it again? And in the fourth quarter, he he sort of implied or said that you guys were trying to be aggressive uh, on the two interceptions. Was that the case? I thought Drew played well yesterday. I think the big thing I was looking for with him was to see if he looked like a guy that was nursing an injury and playing through it. And I didn't see that at all. I saw a guy that was out there looking normal into the game. Uh, he had no clue that he is a guy that playing his first action since getting hurt about a month ago. So that part of was a, was a big thing for me, you know, as, as in regards to the throws in the fourth quarter, you know, obviously there's a couple, you know, a throw or two that he'd like to have back. Um, we were trying to be aggressive. We were trying to make first downs. Um, you know, we'll analyze that and see if it was the right choice. Not so much run or pass, but where we were throwing it and how we were throwing it. Hey, Coach, after watching the tape, why weren't you able to uh, finish drives on, on offense? What, what were you able to identify that was the reason there? Well, I mean, the easy answer is we just weren't able to convert on third down, but your first and second down plays play a lot into your third down plays. And uh, we just, we weren't having many successful plays. We did have a couple good runs for four yards a piece in one, in one drive, got it to third and two, didn't make it. You know, we need, we need to be better at third and two and three. We haven't been good at that all year, really statistically, as you compare it to the league. So, you know, I think, Third down is a big thing, but we need to make sure we're getting manageable third downs. And when we are, we need to convert them better. Vic, you mentioned that Star Wars offense. I know the Chiefs play today, but uh, what, are, what are Mahomes and co. doing really well this year? And, and what do you need to, you know, take away in order to keep it from being a track meet on Sunday? Well, it, it's hard to, uh, you know, try and take away one guy on that offense. You know, you've got um, – you know, obviously Hill, then you got Kelsey, then you got um, 17, Hardman, uh, the running back that they drafted, the rookie, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a hell of a player. Um, they're actually a better offense right now than they were last year because of the addition of Edwards-Hilaire. And they're better because um, Mahomes is a young quarterback who's just getting better and better if that I know that's hard to believe, but he is getting better and better. And he's a creator with his legs. You know, he buys time. He makes great decisions. Um, I think the stat that, you know, he doesn't throw many interceptions. And he doesn't get sacked a lot either. And that goes to pointing out his great decision-making, the great grasp that he has of their offense and the weapons that he has around it. There's something of the notion that a team has to learn how to win, and if so, what does the last two games say about where your team is going? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt you have to learn how to win, but that's a three-phase um, operation that has to do that. You know, we've got to do better in the fourth quarter there, um, you know, close that out. But, hey, sometimes it's going to happen that way. You know, sometimes 
the offense is going to struggle and defense is going to have to continue to go back out there and finish the game. Sometimes you're going to get in a shootout and it gets to where the team that has the ball last has the chance to win the game. And that's might have to be us someday. So hopefully we can learn from this. You know, that's two games we won on the road, you know, that were tight, tight games. And, um, Hey, I'm proud of the guys turned out in that fourth quarter. It easily could have, it did get away from us, but it could have gotten away and been fatal. And I think it speaks volumes to the type of players we have here, type of team we have, the conviction they have. And those guys went out there and fought, 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 and uh, they did a great job. That's a good offense we played. You know, they were averaging 30 points a game with Cam Newton as the quarterback. I'm not sure your reputation is as a, much of a blitz guy, uh, but talk about that blitz on fourth down to to sew up the game there. Yeah, well, unbeknownst to you and everybody else, at one time I was the leading uh, blitzkrieger in the NFL, but I've been the, uh, I don't know, calling defenses now for 20-some years. So the last few years <clears throat> with the teams I had in San Francisco and Chicago, we didn't need to. Uh, but it's there when it needs to be had, and obviously we needed to have it today. And and the the final one today was one that we put in for this game. We had never run before. I had never run before in my career, and we put it in. I called it there. Uh, Coach, could you just kind of review the last two weeks? I thought, uh, you know, the first three quarters, you guys just seemed sharper, uh, better, better prepared than we were, and you know, the way you handled the whole COVID-19 situation. Uh, it seemed like it paid off for you as far as having mental toughness for this game. And then... Yeah, I mean, like I've said before, our guys have been fantastic in handling everything that comes with COVID. And it started in training camp. But, you know, it was uh, stressed this past two weeks, obviously, with the game being... having three different scheduled dates and, you know the guys losing their bye week and everything that goes with that. And I think they were a lot like me in a way in that, yeah, you're mad, you're disappointed, you know, you're frustrated, you wonder why. But then five minutes later, you take a deep breath and you move on. And um, I think I've tried to get the guys to think that way. I think they have. They are a tough-minded group of people. I think that was on display today. You know, to come up here and win that game the way it turned out, it could have been an easy win, you know, where we were high-fiving each other for the last three, four minutes of the game. But as is the case sometimes in the NFL, that's not the way it turned out. And it took all that fortitude that we are using to deal with COVID to go win that game. So I do think there's a carryover. And then the game balls, Coach? Uh, We gave one to McManus. He set a record, I was told, for – Broncos team record for six field goals you know I thought hard about letting them try for the seventh one there it would have been 57 or 58 um you know if he had missed I didn't want to give him the good field position and jump start their offense there so I don't regret the decision and we and uh we're going to deliver a game ball to Curtis Motkins you know in his absence here I'm sure he uh thrilled that we won he's feeling great he has no symptoms but I know it's tough for him to miss this game, and we're going to give one to him. Number one, the teams that score on their first six drives are now 34-1 and one since 2000, but all the years were field goals. So um, 
how were you feeling? Did you ever feel comfortable or were you on pins and needles as you guys uh, kept scoring, but, but couldn't get into the end zone? Well, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm happy we're scoring. You know, I'd like some of those to be touchdowns as everybody on this team would and every Bronco fan would. Um, we're going to have to work harder finishing our drives, particularly in the red zone. You know, I don't know how many of those were down in the red zone. Um, really only two of them, I guess, you know, because they were fairly long field goals. But, uh, yeah, we'd like to finish them with uh, some touchdowns. And usually they can come back to bite you. And if we hadn't held on there, it would have bitten us. But they proved to be enough to win the game. And right now that's all we need. And secondly, uh, you you took a lot of shots at the end zone. Um, and, you know, a couple of times the uh, receivers were just missing it. Um, wondering if that was just rust from the rhythm, you know, not being with Drew uh, the last couple, uh, few weeks. And uh, how did you think Albert O did in his debut? I don't think it comes down to rust. You know, I mean, the ball's up in the air. There's a chance there. Um, you know, we got to find a way to make those plays, you know, whether it be just another inch or two farther in the throw, going up there and competing for the ball. We've got to be better at those. I think you're not going to get them all, but I think we could have converted at least one of those, which would have had a major uh, impact on the game. Um, I thought Albert came in. He caught two balls, I believe, for uh, 45 yards. I believe both of them were first downs. They are both good gains. Um, I thought he I thought he did well. You know, he had a lot of practice the last two weeks with uh, Noah being hurt. And he had some practices that were just so-so in catching the ball and some that were real good. And him and I talked, and I said he's just got to play free. I thought he was play, practicing a little tense and it, to free himself up and be who he can be and go out there with confidence, run the routes, ball's thrown, go get it. And I just I felt a little better body language from him during the game. Just expand a little bit on that last blitz on – why you decided to put something in you've never run before and just kind of your thought process with all that? Well, I just think, you know, at, at times during the season, there's you have to come up with something new on a week-to-week basis. Um, and that's one that I've been looking at and uh, just decided this was the time to do it, you know. And, I mean, this was the week to put it in, plus um, – was the time for us to do it as our package evolves here, you know, with, with Cam Newton, as you guys saw, you know, I think he was their leading rusher and I don't think many of them were called runs. Most of them were scrambles. And, um, you know, we, we, we've got to add guys sometimes to contain a good quarterback. That's good runner. And it's just where we're at right now. And so, you know, I just thought the timing was right for it. Jed, two quick ones for you. First, Philip Lindsay, how do you think he looked in his return? I thought at times he looked really, really good, like Philip always has looked. And then at other times I thought he was a little rusty. But that's to be expected. You know, he hadn't played since the first half of our opener. And I think when you consider everything, he played good. But I, but I think um, he'll look at it and think he left some yards out there. And then how would you evaluate Drew's performance? Had some good plays early, but then the uh, two fourth-quarter interceptions. I thought Drew played well. Um, you know, he hadn't played since the, about the 10th play of the Pittsburgh game. Didn't practice until this week, really. 
um, I thought he looked good out there. And when I say that, I, I just thought he looked comfortable. I didn't, he didn't look like a guy who's coming back from injury, one tentative. He was out there playing football the way we want him to play. Obviously, the interceptions, you know, we don't want to have. One was, I believe, a miscommunication. You know, I, I'll look at the one, the other one on tape. But I think it's a great learning experience for him and the entire team. And uh, hopefully we'll be better prepared to close out the next time. Quarterback, Drew Locke. You know, it comes out better than it does in practice or, or warm-ups because you don't need to think about anything. You don't need to think about your motion. You don't need to think about your stroke. You don't need to think about your feet. You just rely back on the thousands and thousands of reps you've taken over your life. And uh, it just comes out. And that's kind of how you feel out there on the field. And that's how I felt today, which I was excited about. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that I was ready to come out and play and uh, try to lead us to a win. Uh, I think if you know maybe a week earlier, then I'm not 100% sure about, but I would have been ready this week, and I was excited that you know this got to be pushed back to be able to play this game here in Gillette, and I got to actually step on the field. And uh, secondly, after after the second interception, how anxious were those last two minutes for you watching the defense? Very, <laughs> very anxious. Um, you know, that's just – that's our offense, so, you know, we're going to take shots. And they're there. The, the first one was 100% on me. Um, from the look I saw, I felt like I could try to squeeze it back shoulder. And then, of course, the defender falls off. Um, me and Tim will work on that this week. If I just throw it the way I've been throwing it the whole game, fit in a whole shot against cover two, that was just man to man. Just throw it like I did the first play against Tim, and it would have been fine. We wouldn't have been able to throw the second pick. We would have held the ball, possibly scored, kick another field goal, and I've been sipping Gatorade on the sideline, relaxing instead of biting my nail. Drew, there were deep shots early, late throughout the game. What went into today, today, to today's emphasis on being aggressive with those downfield shots? Uh, we just felt like we could take those. That's the thing with our offense. Um, that's the reason we drafted the guys that we did. That's the reason that we kept the guys that we did. Um, we feel like we can throw these shots. We feel like we can take these deep shots, and teams are going to have to be weary about that. You know, they're going to have to have guys over the top to help. Um, and then if they do that, then we'll run the ball. I mean, it's going to take two really, really good DBs on each side with good safety help, with good safety help to, you know, try to stop these guys from running by them. I'm, I'm just, we're that confident in our athletes that we have here in Denver. And, you know, I'm excited to keep progressing in the offense, keep learning, and just keep figuring this thing out. Next up, Mark Kisler. Talk about uh, Philip Lindsay. Not only the uh, yards he he gained, but the energy I'm sure he brought. Yeah, rock him, rock him, sock him, bob him, fell with the with the hair rolling today. He was ready. He was he was excited, um, and it felt good to finally have him back on the field. Man, he brings an energy that is infectious, without a doubt. And having him back is huge for our offense. You know, I, I'm. Now I'm just excited to hopefully get everyone back eventually. Offense, deep inside of the ball, and just really see how good this team can be. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Drew, you talked about Tim's catch on the first play of the game. Also, the 32-yarder the down the sideline, kind of catching it through the sun. Two back-to-back 100-yard games for him. What can you just say about the way that he's progressed here? Yeah, when we talked to, or when I talked to Coach Shermer, you know, before he got here, before he got to know anybody, um, I told him that, you know, but one of the guys that, you know, might not get talked about enough or, you know, he might get talked about a little bit, but not enough in my eyes was, was Tim Patrick. Was always been that guy to me, in my opinion. Big, strong, physical guy. Loves the game of football. It's hard It's hard to beat him out to practice, him and Deshaun. It really is. I mean, they want to be out there. They want to work. Coach Azani has them wired every single day. And I told Coach Sherman before he got here, I'm like, hey, man, this, this guy's going to make a lot of plays for us this year. And Again, it's not he's not a media guy. No one's going to freak out about him and get – 30,000 tweets about Tim Patrick this year, but he's going to make a lot of plays for us. And I just appreciate him being on the team. And I'm excited that he's on our team. You talk about muscle memory or whatever, just going out and playing. Is that kind of what it is with Albert O out there? I know that he didn't come down with those couple, but for you, is it flashbacks to your time in Columbia? Yeah, without a doubt it was. Um, I told him because that route that he ran, we've, we've put him on that route a couple times there in Columbia. And I told him, I was like, Hey, it's, no different than college, just a little faster. But, you know, you're bigger, you're smarter, you're stronger, and you're going to come out here and play well. And, you know, I even called one of my buddies last night that was my roommate, and, you know, Albert's a really good friend, my really good friend Jack. I was like, hey, Albert's Albert's going to go out tomorrow and make some plays, man. Like, you got to tune in and watch because I'm excited for him to play. Now, I know Albert's going to be upset about some of those plays in the red zone. And, of course, I'll hold him to a, a higher standard than he's probably hoping for. So we'll probably hit a we'll probably hit a couple of those after after practices this week. But um, I was excited for him. Drew, first, how does the body feel? You did take a couple of good hits, uh, at least on one of those sacks. And secondly, you guys have found a way to win these past two games. Do you feel like you know you, there's a bit of a return to relevance? You guys are out there turning the corner now. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like the media might feel like there's a return to rel- you know relevance or people that aren't in our building might think that, but we knew that we could be a really good team. Um, you know, it's hard to come up to Gillette and win better yet win without scoring a touchdown. Um, we knew we could be a really good team. We just got to keep putting these pieces together and uh, keep rolling. We're playing a really, really good team next week. Um, it's going to be a big test for us to see who we are. See if we're mentally tough, physically tough enough to come in there and you know try to get a win. But you know, I, I truly feel like we're an extremely good team. We just got to put both sides of the ball together, all three actually, special teams, offense, and defense. Um, we were a little bit little bit together tonight, but I'd say special teams and defense carry this win without a doubt. And with that being said, we can pass it over to the yeah. legend himself. Uh, yeah, Drew, um, you moved the ball all day, but uh, the red zone and the high red zone area – um, you didn't come through. It seemed like you guys took a lot of deep shots downfield. Was that kind of the game plan you thought in the red zone? That's where you could get them. Um, and you're not getting 
complacent knowing you got Brandon McManus behind you, right? Uh, you know, as far as kicking the field goals. He definitely allows us to take a deep breath there, call what we feel like, call what we want. Um, that was kind of the game plan. We saw opportunities to pass the ball on him down there, and the opportunities were there. We just got to just gotta come up with it. That's, that's the struggle of it. That's, it's just football. You know, we got to put those little plays together. They made some, we made some, but, you know, in the end, we need to make more than they do. And I guess in a, in a way we did because we won. But, you know, as an offensive side of the ball and an offensive group, we know we got a lot to work on and we appreciate our defense and our special teams. But it, it's, a, it's a very bright future for us here, without a doubt. And I'm excited to keep working with these guys because we can be a special football team. Safety, Justin Simmons. Obviously, interceptions are, are great. I'm um, so our fumble recoveries and, you know, still working on forced fumbles, uh, getting those up. And then, uh, but Drew's great, man. I think, uh, I, I don't know what it is. You know, I, I said it a lot. Um, I think, you know, last year when he had that five-game stint um, and then even this offseason a little bit, you know, Drew just has, I don't know how else to explain it, but he has like that, that like swag factor, that it factor um, where like, you could just believe in a guy like him when he's out there. And so um, he was playing great all day. I thought he made a lot of great throws. I know there's a lot of the times um, some, you know, guys wish they would have held on to the ball for him there. Um, but I thought he played, I thought he played great. You know, you're going to make some mistakes, th things like that happen. Um, but, you know, we know we can trust him. And so today's, today's game, defense had to go out there, um, you know, a couple of times and close things out. You know, there may be games in the future where we put our offense in bad position and they got to close things out for us. So that's just how it was a great team win today. Hey, Justin, it felt like on defense you had to win the game a couple of times today. But when New England started that last drive, what was the confidence level in the huddle? And did anybody say anything that really resonated? Yeah, I mean, confidence was at an all-time high. Um, there's no reason not to be confident. You know, all game long, we were doing such a great job stopping the run, challenging in the past game. Guys were winning their one-on-ones, and so – when we were out there, you know, you could tell they ran a couple of trick plays to kind of move the ball. I think it was like three series in a row. They ran, or, you know, downs in a series in a row where they ran like trick plays to, to kind of get some big chunk yards, get them in position. And so we just kept harping, like, do what we do, do what we do. And, you know, attack. You could tell guys were a little fatigued, but we just had to finish the game, man. We knew it was going to come down to that. So I was proud of us. You know, I was, proud. I was really proud of the way that we finished as a defense. Hey, Justin, Michael had the punch out on, on the ball um, and, and then also had the good coverage down deep on the late pass from, from Newton. What's been what's impressed you most about how he's bounced back since since that early rough day in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I mean, we knew we knew he had it in him. Um, you know, we've, we've been practicing with him. We've seen it in, uh, you know, training camp. We've seen it in practice, you know, week in and week out, the type of capability that he has. And so um, I think that's just how the league goes. You know, one game. There's always an overreaction or, you know, things in that nature. And it's the league. You know, guys guys have great weeks, you know, week in and week out. And so it just happened at OJ, um, you know, when we talk about the Steelers game, they made a couple of plays on him. But he's the type of guy that he's going to bounce back. And, you know, we've seen that since then. He's always in tight coverage. Um, and that's a good thing when you're a corner, you know, obviously being in tight coverage, making plays on the football. And we see the type of capability that he's had, um, that he has. And so his, you know, He's only going to keep growing from here. Proud of him, the way he played and battled. Fourth down play of their last drive, um, double safety blitz, if I saw it correctly. Vic said he had never caught that defense before, ever. Um, 
and he put it in last week. What did you think when he put it in? And you get down to the last minute of the game, he hasn't caught it yet. Uh, um, what was your reaction? Yeah. That's very that's very Vic esque. Uh, I remember the Browns game last year at home. Yeah. Uh, Vic called a safety blitz, and I'm sure he's called it before, but he didn't call it the whole game. And we were we worked on it so much throughout the week, and so. You know, he's the type of guy that just has a great feel for the game in terms of play calling. Um, and uh, he just felt it was the right time to call it. We obviously n- never called it before. And, you know, it's a lot of trust in the players to be able to go out there and execute it. So, um, you know, Kareem and I were, were sent on the blitz and, uh, you know, it's just ex- well executed around the board. Two games in a row, you get two game-saving stops. What does this say about how not only this defense is evolving, but the team overall learning how to win? Yeah, it, it's huge. Like I said, man, you know, we played the um, we played the Jets on Thursday night. Um, no turnovers for us defensively. I think they were they were plus three talking about the Jets and turnover battle. But we found a way to win. So that confidence that gives a lot of confidence to our offense, to our defense. Like, man, we didn't get the ball. We still found a way to win offense. We turned over three times, still put up 30 something points, found a way to win the football game. So, I mean, it's all about momentum and riding that wave. And so even though it's been whatever week and a half, maybe two weeks since we played, come out here in Foxborough, tough environment, regardless of no fans or not to win. And um, coming out here, defense, find a way to get turnovers and offense, just moving the ball down the field. You just, you just ride those types of momentums, man. And um, I was just really proud of the way that we battled. I felt like we were very physical um, this game, both in both sides of the ball, running the football, and then, like I said, winning our one-on-one matchups in the past game. Hey, Justin, uh, a lot like yourself, uh, Shelby Harris is in a second straight contract year, so to speak. Um, I'm wondering what kind of a buzz does he bring to your your unit and to your locker room? I mean, he's a guy that likes to brag a little bit about his um, basketball skills, and he does have 12 uh, since 2019. He's got 12 pass deflections, which leads the league for linemen. Yeah. Man, Shelby, Shelby's the guy – um, you know, I think a lot of this defense is made up of a lot of guys where you never know when your number is going to be called in terms of making a play. Um, but when your number is called, you can always rely on that person to make it. Shelby's one of those guys, man. I think uh, you can never just look at the look at the stat sheet and say, like, oh, he was effective. He was ineffective. Shelby's a guy like when he's in there, he's effective. Doesn't matter. You know, if the numbers aren't, don't add up, you know, or whatever the case may be. And I don't even know his numbers this game, but I just know, like, when he's in there, I know stuff happens. He makes things happen. Um, and that's the type of guy that you want on your team. A guy like Shelby to lead you. A guy like Mike to lead you. I could go all the way across the board, you know, from D-line and linebackers to the back end. And so um, Shelby's, Shelby's been a, uh, you know, a really solid foundation for us in that defense. Justin, uh, besides that last play, it does seem like Vic has – dialed up the blitzes more often here in the last two games. Do you feel like, uh, you know, he's being more aggressive? And does that, uh, you know, as far as a player, do you like that? The fact that uh, there's more responsibility, more playmaking chances, those type of things. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've come to find that um, obviously not every, you know, players have their opinions and every coach is perfect. But Vic, man, he, I always feel like he has such a good, grasp of the game that um nine times out of ten what he calls you know is always feels like it's the right call at the right time and so um I think he found the rhythm of the game 
we called a little bit more blitz and we found it to be effective. You know, sometimes speeding up the quarterback is a, you know, is a thing in and of itself where it gets them out of rhythm, gets them out of the um, the rhythm of finding their receivers in the passing game. And um, like I said, you know, he, he can call as great of a game as he wants. Guys got to be able to, you know, to make the plays in that defense that he calls. And I thought, you know, across the board, OJ, Bryce, you know, Kareem, uh, myself, you know, the linebackers. I thought we were in great coverage all, all game. This t- was that something where you used it as motivation or you just you knew you had this in you and that was the anomaly? Yeah, it was that I knew I have I know what I can do. I knew I could play way better than I played that game. So it's just, um, you know, giving myself confidence that uh, what you put on tape, that's not you. And you can definitely build from that. Hey, Michael, I'm wondering what is it like to when you see Brandon uh, McMahon is trotting out there for a long field goal, short field goal. What kind of a, a confidence or, or whatnot do you have on the sideline when you see uh, when you see him coming out? It's definitely his confidence because, like, from the 50, we know he's going to put that thing in. So it's like that's, a, that's three points for us. So, you know, anywhere on the field, like, um, we're confident that he's going to put it in because he's done it in practice. Michael, on the final play, you know, Vic said that that was a play, the two safety blitz that put in this week, finally called at the end of the game. Um, you know, just take me through kind of what you're feeling as, as you know that's the play that's going to go. Yeah, it's kind of, we just knew, like, this is it. This is the play. So, um, you know, it's all out blitz when we got to cover for about one, two, three seconds. And, you know, uh, thanks to Vic for having the trust in us to cover our guys for that long enough. And, you know, that, that definitely takes some guts, and we appreciate that call. Can you feel an identity forming with this defense around that aggression? Yeah. Um, I mean, just like you've seen today, uh, we're preaching turnovers. We're preaching, you know, getting the guys on the quarterback. And, um, you know, this is definitely an ag- aggressive defense. And it's one that we preach from day one because he's seen it in us from day one. And we just believe in ourselves. So it's definitely a defense that's really aggressive. We're looking to make as many turnovers as possible. Uh, back to the thing about your coaches and your mentors, specifically your, your veteran teammates. What types of things do they say to you maybe during the week and then certainly in game? Cause everything happens obviously faster on game day. The biggest thing that, uh, um, K-Jack tells me is just, you know, be smart, you know, play within yourself. Cause it I means it's a long game. You know, I mean, you always gotta be tough, you know, pressing like play within the game. Cause the blank, the game always moves a certain way. And, um, during the week, actually Vic pulled me over to, you know, just, you know, just, have fun out there. Be relaxed. Have fun. Be the guy we drafted. And, you know, it just shows that he put some trust into me. Brandon McMoney McManus. The conditions in that game were definitely more difficult than today. Uh, it was super windy, that, that Pittsburgh game. and uh, But I didn't have two – I don't believe I had 250 yards. I can't remember. I know I had a lot of long kicks in that game. But, uh, you know, this was definitely, you know, a special moment. Especially for me as well, coming back here. It's been seven years since I came back in 2014 when I, I – uh, Kind of the, you know, this kind of started the run, I guess, when the Broncos cut me. Uh, I hit a 41-yarder off the uh, upright, right upright, and then go in. And then a week or two later after the Dolphins game is when they end up cutting me. So this place is special for me to kind of come back and perform like that. And uh, it's always difficult to kick here in, you know, in a windy stadium like this. How badly did you want to go out there and try that 57-yarder in the fourth quarter, though, when Sam went out there and was called to punt? About 0%. Uh, you know, it, to me, you know, I've, I've made one kick 57 yards and over. Uh, you got to play the percentages, rub two to uh, mm-hmm. two scores, you know, and obviously I'm kicking well. I, I've kicked well last game, long, long kicks in this game. 
Uh, but I think to me, you know, I've been a football fan growing up as a kid. You know, I, I like to play the percentages to win. And if I miss that, they have the ball in midfield and, and definitely have momentum. So, uh, you know, I really wasn't itching that all to go out there. Obviously, you know, if I got the call to go out there, I would have, you know, you know put my best foot forward to try to make it. But um, I wasn't itching at all, to be honest with you, Andrew. And then you and Sly Williams, only two guys playing today that were on the Super Bowl 50 team. You know what winning looks like. Do you, you watch these two wins, the way you close out, are you starting to sense maybe you guys are turning the corner with this group? Yeah, I, I think it was definitely different. Uh, the, the energy kind of on the sideline, even after that last interception, obviously, which the offense would love back. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, it has been like this for a long time. Like, here we go again. Jeez, in, in Denver, uh, we can't ever, you know, play with the lead and finish it. So, but there was an energy. There was a, such a flying around from the defense and, you know, they kind of took that challenge on themselves, kind of like, you know, I did today. Uh, you wanted to step up and make a play. People were flying around uh, at the end of the game. And obviously, as a spectator and, and someone on the sideline, it was awesome to see. And um, everyone was pretty pumped about the way they, they were flying around at the end and, and, and helped us win the game. A couple for you. First, uh, Drew just called you the legend while you were waiting to come talk to us. Does he call you the legend around the practice? facility? This, or, this is Drew's second year in the league. You know, he's got a lot to learn. There's a lot of legends before me. So, um, you know, you know, obviously it's a great compliment from him, but, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I, I want to continue, you know, playing well and, and kicking well and, and giving us a chance to, to win. And obviously it's key, you know, whenever I'm out there on the field, um, whether it's, a, you know, whatever distance it is or wherever I'm at, you know, I'm, you know, I have the utmost confidence in myself to make the kicks. And, uh, you know, so obviously, it's great for, for Drew to say that, but I know I know I still a lot of work to go and you know, a lot of season left to continue to try to have my best season in my career. And talk a little bit about um, how your teammates reacted to these what ten days, two weeks of uncertainty and what. It yeah, I think about. It's, I think it's been eighteen days. I think Mark, how long we, you know since we played again, and uh, obviously there was some frustration when the game got postponed last time, and obviously it, it's. You know, to me, it's important for the players. Obviously, as a union rep, uh, health and safety is key. But I obviously want uh, – I see what these guys do day in and day out. I want them to get paid for that. And if we don't play in these games, even though we're just practicing, you know, they're not going to see paychecks with their families, you know, rely on and stuff. So, uh, obviously, I think we did a great job as a team, you know, over the past 18 days, you know, battling through it, uh, not getting too complacent with, you know, seeing the same game film for, like, offensive defense. You know, I don't, I don't do any film, really, so it's pretty easy for me. But – you know, these guys are able to stay in, locked in in the in the meetings, and even though they're going over the same stuff again, you know, so it's a testament to them and tip my hat off to them. Brandon, congratulations on the big day. Um, I just wanted to piggyback on that last point, and I'm wondering what you thought of uh, Vic Fangio's handling of all this coronavirus craziness in the NFL. He seems to have been really the voice of reason, um, it, just in the way he's kind of brought a per, uh, perspective to it. What have you, as, a, as one of the leaders of this team and as, as you know, one of the players who, who are, you know, in the union leadership, what have you thought of the way Vic's handled that? Yeah, obviously he's done a good job. I think the whole organization has done a great job. Obviously it starts from the top. And, um, you know, Greek is our, our ICO, uh, infectious control officer, pretty much for running everything. And uh, obviously we're all still learning about doing everything, about doing it the right way. Um, and the key is, you know, we've been fortunate, you know, pretty pretty fortunate so far with what we've been doing with, you know, Andrew Beck and then Coach Modkin's uh, pop. But, you know, I think, you know, personally, in my opinion, we could probably do some stuff a little better with how we handled that situation. But, um, you know, I think, you know, as, as a whole organization, we've done pretty well 
uh, with, with Henley. Obviously, this is our first time dealing with anything like this, and uh, we all get thrown in a wrench, and you know, we travel, and now we have to do virtual meetings here on the road because now we're kind of in a different protocol than we were before. So, uh, obviously, all of us are, are doing it on the fly, and you know, whatever team does that the best has definitely the best chance to win on Sunday. So, uh, you know, obviously, you know, there are always going to be you know, hearsayers and naysayers about certain things, and, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, the product you put on the field is what keeps you here in the league. And, uh, you know, so we could control kind of say what we want about this and that. And, uh, but your product you put on the field is, is what, you know, keeps you here and, and gets you paid. So uh, that's, you know, obviously my words of wisdom to all those young guys as well. Jack, Philip Lindsay. Hey, Philip, with 101 yards, did you feel like the normal Philip out there today? Yeah, I feel like I got to get some rest off. I think that, you know, it was a shock to my body being out a month, pretty much a month and a half, and then going in there and uh, getting hit like that. So, um, you know, I got to clean up a lot of things. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, my offensive line did a great job. Uh, you know, they protected me and they got they got me, you know, going. And, you know, I'm proud of them. And we just got to, you know, as a team now, as an offense, you know, it, in a way, you go, it's embarrassing not to get no touchdowns when, you know, you're right there. And that's something that we need to go back now. You know, we had last game against the Jets, we scored a lot of touchdowns. This game, we didn't. And uh, that's something that we need to, that's something that we need to, to be consistent on, you know. And, you know, we need to go back to work on that. Philip, you know, you guys got inconvenienced. You get your schedule messed around. You deal with all this COVID stuff. Was the response finally like, hey, just take this personally and go punch somebody in the mouth? Definitely. I think that we were kind of mad. I think that we were kind of like, we just want to play. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, we, we, we moved on into the game that, you know, both of us were at a disadvantage because of the COVID thing. And, you know, but we, we came with a good game plan and we stuck with it. And, you know, we got the job done. And that, that's all that matters about it. Two for you. The first is about... Uh, your coach, Curtis Motkins, gets a game ball from, from Vic. So how happy are you for him? Have you talked to him? And then uh, what was it like not having him there? And I guess not having Melvin Gordon either. No, for sure. He deserves it. I mean, it's such that he hasn't got to be here. He's, he's going through a lot of stuff with his family with the COVID. And, uh, you know, he prepares us every every day, every game uh, the same way. You know, and, you know, whether it's Melvin, whether it's me, whether it's Royce, he, t- he goes at us the same. You know, he's real discipline about what we do. He's, he's real detailed. And, you know, it's such that he didn't get to come here today, but I know definitely that he was, you know, cussing at the TV a couple times and trying to get us get, get us going. So he deserves it. He's been through a lot. And then uh, with Drew, he talked about all the, ener- the energy that you bring. But what confidence does he give your offense when he's out there? He's explosive. You know, he, he has that confidence. He has that that swagger in it and it's, and it's contagious and I think that you know he's going to only get better it's his first time back and he's going to continue to, to grow with us and we just got to get all of us to get on the same page.